welcome to another episode of Life in the Role with Troy and Denny. <laughs> I'm Troy, otherwise known as Christina Yang. <laughs> I'm Danny, and I guess that means I'm gray. <laughs> Um, How are you this week, Hawat? I'm good. This week's been very busy. It's only... It's only Wednesday. But it's been very busy. Um, That one in there, starting a new job this week, and um, that schedule has just been wonky. Um, But KJ's really enjoyed going to my sister's house and hanging with the with his cousins and stuff he's really enjoyed that so i'm glad even though it was it's been a busy week he's gotten something out of it if you will but um how are you (laughs) i really can't stand you (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh huh. So, did you, in any of your like med passes or anything today, get a chance to hear what was on the news about Richmond? No. (laughs) It's not funny. Um, a student at a high school in Richmond. Oh, the edibles? Yes. That was, I mean, I did worse in high school, so. Um, It wasn't really that surprising. Honestly, it's only on the news because they got caught stupid of them. um, It says four students reportedly ate edibles, prompting a response from first responders. No students are in critical condition, according to Richmond Public Schools. Um, They were called to the school before 11.45 this morning for four juveniles who were in medical distress. A.K.A. they high as fuck. Um, They're probably freaking out. Well, because originally there was, it was suspected that they had done edibles that were laced with fentanyl. Of course they thought that. And, um, there were two or three of the four were panicking at their, I guess, reaction to the edible. It just, and then the principal didn't even send a message out to, like, family or anything like that until after the news had caught wind of it. Mm-hmm. Which... It's just insane anyway. Um. Yeah. So that was a thing. Um. In other news, I wish people would leave Jada Pinkett Smith alone. We talked about her last episode, Uh but like, everybody's... I can't stand the culture 
of today. Like someone does wrong and it's like someone they they think someone does wrong because they get a one-sided story. Mm-hmm. Then when they get the other person who quote unquote did a wrong story, they're now it's all negated lies and and no one believes it. And they're making like it's just it's irritating. They did the same thing to Chris Brown. Not saying what he did was right, but because you shouldn't be putting your hands on anyone to be honest with you but when you know he was giving his first off he allowed he allowed everybody to ostracize him and and say whatever and then when he got to a point in life where he did share his side of the story with it people were negating his experience of the whole thing and you shouldn't negate the experience but i mean even though what his actions were wrong you shouldn't negate his experience well, no, because there's a lot that went on even before. There was a lot. There's a lot that goes incident. into that incident. She put her hands on him first. Once again, not saying he should have done it back. Right. But I'm just saying she he, she did do it first. That does not make anybody right or wrong. Mm-hmm. But that also, it doesn't make anybody right. But it does make her wrong as well. Mm-hmm. But there, it's like they're doing the same thing with Jada. Where they're kind of negating her with her experience of what she's been through with Will and making her still seem like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And also let let leave her alone. If she's not I don't know, just leave her alone. Leave Jada alone. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Sharon Osborne confirms she and Ozzy have a suicide pact. So what, if one dies, the other goes? Or if one commits suicide, the other commits suicide too? Um, oh, I'm not clicking on it to hear it. It's, I guess, a verbal interview from Sharon. Oh. It says they've been married for over 40 years and their lives in the limelight have been well documented. Ozzy was recently diagnosed with Parkinson's and in a recent interview, Sharon confirmed her and Ozzy's suicide pact. Hmm. I I mean, no. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I understand, yeah, I don't like that. you know, the, I guess the thought process there, but n- no. Oh, I wanted to, um, I, I don't even know how to say his name. Um, uh, Jer, Jeron Van Der Sloot. <laughs> what the hell? Confession to Natalie Holloway's murder. Um, you were talking about that earlier. Uh-huh. Then I realized I never followed. She was that that case. She was on a high school graduation trip to Aruba in two thousand five, and she somehow got separated from her group that she was with, and had been like partying with these gentlemen, and he 
admitted to murdering her. And he finally, like, he confessed and they finally got justice and he's getting 20 years. Yeah, 20 years in prison. But, mm, there was a plea agreement, I think. Mm. But I, I'm happy for her parents to finally have that justice closure. and closure. I can imagine. Because they couldn't find her body. What did you do with it? I don't. He hasn't said yet. I don't know. Um, we're tired, y'all. I'm sorry. We're just yeah. tired. <clears throat> like it's like we said, it's been a long week, and there's more to go. <clears throat> I'm so mad that I signed up for. I'm mad I'm doing seven days in a row. In this confession, he like details like everything he did to her um, and how much she fought back and um, that he kicked her in the face so hard that she became unconscious. And then he hit her in the head with a cinder block. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He was originally picked up for wire fraud charges. And then... And then confessed to what he did to her. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine her family... Yeah, Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> the way you said that was funny. Oh, we've been doing this, okay. For the last three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we um have been going to Starbucks. Oh. <laughs> and we have been getting this quote-unquote viral drink from Starbucks and I implore everyone to try this drink I'm about to say it to you so either screen record get a pen and paper out <laughs> pull out your your notes on your iPhone but I want you next time you go to Starbucks I want you to order this <clears throat> and the size of it matters because you're going to want you're going to want it also anyway um you're going to order a venti iced pumpkin cream chai latte <laughs> with oat milk, mm -hmm. two pumps of vanilla, mm -hmm. one pump of brown sugar. When I tell y'all <laughs> that that tastes like fall in a cup, oh the dog's my <laughs> gosh, it is one of the best drinks that I've ever had at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. It will change your life. That drink, so good. 
Ooh. What you doing over there? My phone unplugged. Oops. Oopsie, had a poopsie. <laughs> um. Oh, did you hear about that memoir that's coming out from Britney Spears? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't. She talks about her relationship with Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. And it kind of surprised me, honestly. Him not wanting to be a dad at the time. I don't know if he is a dad now. But him not wanting to be a dad at the time. Right. And then... Um, her getting an abortion. Her getting an abortion. Mm-hmm. I think the... I think that... I think a lot of people are going to see... A lot mm-hmm. of whys for Brittany. Yeah, she said she goes one. into a detail about like her ways of expressing... Which was like shaving your head and acting a fool type situation. Or what we yeah. saw as acting a fool. Right. But it was, was her, just. Yeah. Like AKA she was in her right mind during all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I was like oh wow. Like she knew what she was doing. She used it as an expression. Like she was. It wasn't her like acting out or you know having a mental breakdown. It was. Yeah. Um, and that he wrote Cry Me a River in 2002 about Britney. Admitting he wrote it after a nasty argument with Britney. <laughs> uh, because it had come up after there was speculation of her cheating on him in 2002. Wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> now when I hear that song, it just... I don't know. That, I mean... That's rough. That's really rough. Cry me a river. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are we gonna do... Okay, so... Any more updates you have? No. Okay. Tis all. Tis is all. We are going to start off... um, Excuse me. With a live reaction, meaning you guys are also going to hear the video of something one of our listeners sent us sent us to react to. Um, you want to do it on my phone or your phone? Yours is fine. Okay. Um, let me pull these up, and if you guys want to watch these. They are posted on our... It's on our um, Facebook page, which is Life in the World with Troy and Danny. <laughs> Follow us there. <laughs> um, it's three videos, about five minutes each. Um, the first one is entitled The Inconvenient Truth About the Democratic Party. Ten civil rights. Hold which on. political party comes to mind? When you think about racial equality and civil rights, which political party comes to mind? The Republicans or the Democrats? Most people would probably say the Democrats, but this answer is incorrect. Since its founding in 1829, the Democratic Party has fought against every major civil rights initiative 
and has a long history of discrimination. The Democratic Party defended slavery, started the Civil War, opposed Reconstruction, funded the Ku Klux Klan, imposed segregation, perpetrated lynchings, and fought against the Civil Rights Acts of the 1950s and 1960s. In contrast, the Republican Party was founded in 1854 as an anti-slavery party. Its mission was to stop the spread of slavery into the new Western territories with the aim of abolishing it entirely. This effort, however, was dealt a major blow by the Supreme Court in the 1857 case, Dred Scott versus Sanford. The court ruled that slaves aren't citizens, they're property. The seven justices who voted in favor of slavery, all Democrats, the two justices who dissented, both Republicans. The slavery question was, of course, ultimately resolved by a bloody civil war. The commander-in-chief during that war was the first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln, the man who freed the slaves. Six days after the Confederate army surrendered, John Wilkes Booth, a Democrat, assassinated President Lincoln. Lincoln's vice president, a Democrat named Andrew Johnson, assumed the presidency. But Johnson adamantly opposed Lincoln's plan to integrate the newly freed slaves into the South's economic and social order. Johnson and the Democratic Party were unified in their opposition to the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery, the 14th Amendment, which gave blacks citizenship, and the 15th Amendment, which gave blacks the vote. All three passed only because of universal Republican support. During the era of Reconstruction, federal troops stationed in the South helped secure rights for the newly freed slaves. Hundreds of black men were elected to Southern state legislatures as Republicans, and 22 black Republicans served in the U.S. Congress by 1900. The Democrats did not elect a black man to Congress until 1935. But after Reconstruction ended, when the federal troops went home, Democrats roared back into power in the South. They quickly reestablished white supremacy across the region with measures like black codes, laws that restricted the ability of blacks to own property and run businesses, and they imposed poll taxes and literacy tests used to subvert black citizens' right to vote. And how was all of this enforced? By terror, much of it instigated by the Ku Klux Klan, founded by a Democrat, Nathan Bedford Forrest. As historian Eric Foner, himself a Democrat, notes, in effect, the Klan was a military force serving the interests of the Democratic Party. President Woodrow Wilson, a Democrat, shared many views with the Klan. He resegregated many federal agencies and even screened the first movie ever played at the White House, the racist film, The Birth of a Nation, originally entitled The Klansman. A few decades later, the only serious congressional opposition to the landmark Civil Rights Act of 1964 came from Democrats. 80% of Republicans in Congress supported the bill, less than 70% of Democrats did. Democratic senators filibustered the bill for 75 days until Republicans mustered the few extra votes needed to break the logjam. And when all of their efforts
efforts to enslave blacks, keep them enslaved, and then keep them from voting had failed, the Democrats came up with a new strategy. If black people are going to vote, they might as well vote for Democrats, as President Lyndon Johnson was purported to have said about the Civil Rights Act, I'll have them voting Democrat for two years. <laughs> so now, the Democratic Party prospers on the votes of the very people it has spent much of its history oppressing. The Democrats falsely claim that the Republican Party is the villain, when in reality, it's the failed policies of the Democratic Party that have kept blacks down. Massive government welfare has decimated the black family. Opposition to school choice has kept them trapped in failing schools. Politically correct policing has left black neighborhoods defenseless against violent crime. So when you think about racial equality and civil rights, which political party should come to mind? I'm Carol Swain, professor of political science and law at Vanderbilt University for Prager University. That's interesting. That was funny. Lyndon Johnson, <laughs> funny man. Um, I just, I find that funny just because, I mean, if we take this a step further back, the Democrat and Republicans were one party. They were Democratic Republicans. Like it, it like so so I mean I I the thing with politics that I find funny well not funny, but I find I guess interesting for mm -hmm. me not finding the word that I find it. <laughs> um <laughs> politics in general mm -hmm. it's a business. It's not like to me, it's not. Well, that's because that's it's, what it's, it's turned into, right? And it's all it's all a game. Like it's not because the thing is, for instance, what's happening in the house right now? There were um, what's his name? Whoever I don't know these people's names. My brain. I know <laughs> okay. one is Hakeem Jeffers. I can't remember the guy for the the guy side. going up um, for the Republican Party in the House. But either way when you, when they're all quick to turn on each other they mm -hmm. no one sees the same views as another person no. and that's why you have uh, what was it 12 or more republicans voting for a democrat to be the speaker of the house right like no one it's all it's all a game you know there's At no least that's real how they've made it right i know that politics have been they haven't always been that way. I know it's like a, a crazy game of chess. Right. And there's no winner because it, nobody not. fucking wins in right. any of it. And then, but it's like a, a annoying game of chess. Right. And for this, it just, it's interesting to see, especially from obviously like her, not necessarily her point of view, but her, from what the facts her that research she and stuff yeah. like, that's that's pretty insane yeah it's just it's not new to me like i mean i i knew the democratic party see and that's the thing the democratic party believed in these things mm -hmm. but once they saw like lyndon johnson said once they saw who was going to go they're going to start changing their views and i'm using air quotes for that mm -hmm. because 
they they say that they're their motive against, is the same. They're here's but the thing. What they say they say we're against abortion. They mm-hmm. they say we're pro black or pro minority. Mm-hmm. They say we are we're trying to do pro education. But let's be real. At the end of the day, you have your own agenda. Right. Whoever's doing that pro is mm-hmm. is they have their own agenda. Well, we, just we like, saw it just, with Obama. Right. We saw you, it with Obama, you see that? We saw it, with... we saw it with Obama. We saw it with with Trump. We saw it with. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it with Biden. Like they say, and that's the thing. They say what they can to get in office, but once they are in office, it's always. No matter Republican or Democrat, it's always going to be a, a different, Obama, a different thing. Obama, a Democrat, took money away from HBCUs, literally, and then Trump gave it back. <laughs> like it, a Republican gave it back. It's just there's they it's talk just, a lot right. Of, it's it's always talking of it's always it's all talk. That's really mm-hmm. what it is. Um, it's who can smooth talk the best right. to get in office. And right, because my thing is, if you're, you can't tell me that there weren't Republic. I mean, weren't, re, yeah, weren't Republicans who were against um, slavery. There were some. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that there were Republicans for slavery. Just like today, you can't tell me that they're not Republicans for gay rights. You can't tell me that they're not Republicans right. for um um pro-abortion you can't mm-hmm. say that because there are it's just you kind of have to that's why when i do my voting me personally i do what is for who i think will do the job that i think america at that time needs and i vote who lines up with my rights and what i personally believe in mm-hmm. and who i think is able to get the job done based off mm-hmm. of their history of getting the job done in their state. Fair, okay. Um, that's why with Trump, it's kind of hard for me to want, I'm not against Trump, but I'm not for Trump. For me, it's, it's I don't think Trump should run because he has no political standings. He His political standing was being president for four years. And he kind of got that off of a lot of people making a joke like a lot of young people went out it was like oh i'm going to vote for trump because i think that's funny like instead of kind of looking at right you know mm-hmm. what what they kind of stand for yeah, like um, oh he had money oh and he knows what to do with money so we're going so to vote, vote but got kind of what's kind of happening now you kind of see that he's Really he's a liar about money. <laughs> um, this one is called The Inconvenient Truth About the Republican Party. Sexist Republican. These words are virtually interchangeable. I'm making it a At little more. According to most professors, one. journalists, yeah, and celebrities. So are they right? Let's take a look at history. The Republican <laughs> Party was created in 1854. The first Republican Party platform adopted at the party's first national convention in 1856, promised to defeat, quote, those twin relics of barbarism, polygamy and slavery. Those twin relics were spreading into the Western territories. Republicans feared that as those territories became states, polygamy and slavery might become permanent parts of American life. Polygamy, the merge of one man to multiple women, devalued women, 
and made them a kind of property. Slavery, of course, did the same to blacks, literally. The Democrats were so opposed to the Republicans and their anti-slavery stance that in 1860, just six weeks after the election of the first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln, South Carolina, a state dominated by Democrats, voted to secede from the Union. The Civil War that followed was the bloodiest war in U.S. history. It led to the passage by Republicans of the 13th Amendment, which freed the slaves, the 14th Amendment, which gave them citizenship, and the 15th Amendment, which gave them the vote. In 1870, the first black senator and the first black congressman were sworn in, both Republicans. In fact, every black representative in the House until 1935 was a Republican, and every black senator until 1979 was too. For that matter, the first female member of Congress was a Republican. The first Hispanic governor and senator were Republicans. The first Asian senator, you get the idea. Republicans <laughs> also kept their pledge to defend women's rights. In 1862, the Maria Anti-Bigamy Act was passed by the Republican-controlled Congress to put an end to polygamy. In 1920, after 52 years of Democratic Party opposition, the 19th Amendment was ratified thanks to the Republican Congress, which pressured Democratic President Woodrow Wilson to drop his opposition to women's rights. Real quick, though. But that kind of shows that was the Republican-controlled Congress who did that. Mm -hmm. But that kind of shows my thing. There was Democrats who, who voted for that, too. There had to have been. I want to look, I, I kind of want to, but I'm not going to look and see, to see that vote. But anyway. <laughs> Only 59% of House Democrats Sorry. and 41% of Senate Democrats yeah, see? supported women's suffrage. That's compared to 91% of House Republicans and 82% of Senate Republicans. There certainly was a war on women, and it was led by the Democratic Party. But while Republicans had won a major battle for women's rights, the fight for black civil rights had a long way to go. In the 1920s, Republican President Calvin Coolidge declared that the rights of blacks are just as sacred as those of any other citizen. By contrast, mm. when famed sprinter Jesse Owens, a staunch Republican, won four gold medals at the 1936 Berlin Olympics, he was snubbed by Democratic President Franklin Roosevelt. Roosevelt only invited white Olympians to the White House. Ooh. Two decades that? later, it was a Republican president, Dwight Eisenhower, who sent the 101st Airborne Division to escort black students into Little Rock Central wow. High when mm -hmm. Arkansas okay. Governor Orville Forbes, a Democrat, refused to honor a court order to integrate the state's public schools. The Civil Rights Act of 1960, which outlawed poll taxes and other racist measures meant to keep blacks from voting, was filibustered by 18 Democrats for 125 hours. Not one Republican senator opposed the bill. Its follow-up bill, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, is one of the landmark pieces of legislation in American history. That, too, survived a filibuster by Democrats, thanks to overwhelming Republican support. 
But you might be thinking, all that's in the past. What have Republicans done for women and blacks lately? The answer you'd hear from professors, journalists, and celebrities is not much. And this time they'd be right. They'd be right because the Republican Party treats blacks and women as it treats everyone, as equals. The Democratic Party never has, and it still doesn't. Today's Democrats treat blacks and women as victims who aren't capable of succeeding on their own. I do believe the that part. Is, yeah, this is just a new kind of contempt. So there is a party with a long history of racism and sexism, but it ain't the Republicans. I'm Carol Swain from <laughs> University. I, I mean, to say that is a stretch. Is What is? There's not a party that... that there's um the party that that what did she say hold on sexism and racism the party with a long history of racism and sexism but it ain't the republicans but to be fair if you look at especially during campaigns right the main focus of a republican isn't doesn't talk specifically about doing better for a race it's doing better for everybody now if you hear a democrat it's, on campaign they're, they're always talking about minority the issue. minority now i can say <clears throat> like it it's it's interesting because it's it's i don't i just find it very it's just not there's a lot of truth in that, but there's also a lot of falseness. Not lies. I wouldn't say lies. It's just not really what it is. For instance, I, th I think I think this is what it... If you look at what the parties stand for, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. If you look at what the politicians are doing, no. Right. If the you're looking at the if you're looking in those parties. Right. The actions of those politicians. If you look at what what people who are supporting each party because they're both at fault, the people, the public that is supporting each party as majority, no. For instance, when I if I go to a a majority republican town mm -hmm. there's issues where just just anywhere just in general i'm just speaking i'm generalizing like okay but like issues what do you mean by that issues in like race there's issues with with sexism? race sexism um um uh, homophobia there's issues with a lot of things mm-hmm but what what I also can say is going to a more I, I get the same thing going to a more democratic area. There's still issues of so so basically it's it's the parties can stand for one thing, but if you're going to support said party, can we act like it? <laughs> I guess you know okay. I guess I guess it's more so I don't know. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. This is the thing about doing these live podcasts. It's, it's hard to to really say it without 
not say it, to find the words to say instead of just sitting on it. It's just interesting to hear, I guess. But I can't say if I've heard more like, for example, when Trump was campaigning, you did hear about some like minority issue, right? Even from him being a Republican. Mm -hmm. And same thing with Biden. But I think the different, I won't say the difference. The, I guess the difference in that is that when he was in office, he did give back to minority. More but than he people, also, way more than people give him credit for. Right. But also, he was very aggressive, if you will, towards other minority parties. Very much so. Um, which, don't get me wrong, it was, you know, that's how it seems to always be is that you know they they focus on the black minority if you will and are more aggressive towards like hispanic minority or muslim very much so very much type situations you know and even now he's still talking shit even though he's you know going to trial but he's talking shit about how if he's reelected back in office how he'll be towards Muslims or Jews, I I don't know which one he decided to pick on. I've watched I've watched a video of him anyway. I'm yeah, not I moved on into that. from it. I, yeah, I, but, but I you know, I like, think I think I think is I think what's interesting. <clears throat> I didn't look at the dates that these videos were made, but I find it interesting because I think we're in a time where, like I mentioned before. Democrats and Republicans used to be one party, the Democratic Republicans. Um, Then they separated into Republicans and Democrats. Mm -hmm. I think we're at that time now where when they separated and they started to kind of have their different views, Mm -hmm. we're at a new change into both parties starting to have different views again. Because that happens quite often, where one party is pro this, this party is anti this, and then somewhere along the lines, they kind of switch and go one way versus the other. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think we're kind of at that time where the party views are switching up, and they're kind of changing a little bit, and I think give it another 30, 40, 50 years, it's going to switch up again. And there's going to be more changes and, and more going around. Mm-hmm. But, um... Was that the last video? No, there's one more. Oh, okay. But yeah, we'll just watch that one. This one is A Short History of Slavery. And now for a brief history. Oh, my girl, Candace Owens. Okay. I want to talk about Candace Owens real quick. What the heck? So, Candace Owens is a very, very famous um, black woman who is a Republican. And although me and her do not see eye to eye on some things... Mm-hmm. What I do like about her mm-hmm. is that she'll say 
she's she'll say what she says and she'll stand behind it Mm -hmm. the one thing that i don't like about her is that she doesn't allow other people to say what they need to say or want to say she's very quick to cut people off and very quick to to not allow them to say their piece Mm -hmm. um depending on i will say that depending on the situation that she's in Mm -hmm. if she's in public she doesn't really allow it but like if she's having them on her show then she'll allow people to say their piece a little bit but i don't know i kind of like her not really her views i think she's very pretty well slavery was not invented by white people facts it did not start in 1619 when the first Say it again. slaves came to jamestown <laughs> sorry it existed before then it did not start in 1492 when columbus discovered the new world nope. in fact when the intrepid explorer landed in the bahamas the native taino tribe hoped that he would help them defeat their aggressive neighbors the caribs the caribs enslaved the taino and on occasion served them for dinner Slavery existed in Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. The word slave actually comes from the Slavs of Eastern Europe. Millions of them, all white by the way, were captured and enslaved by Muslims in the 9th century and later by the Ottoman Turks. Slavery existed when the Roman Empire controlled the Mediterranean and most of Europe from the 1st through the 5th centuries. Slavery existed when Alexander the Great conquered Persia in the 4th century BC. It was so common that Aristotle simply considered it natural. The slave master model was just how the world operated in the great philosopher's day. Slavery existed during the time of the ancient Egyptians 5,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. As far back as we can go in human history, we find slavery. Mm -hmm. As renowned historian John Steele Gordon notes from time immemorial, slaves were a major item of commerce as much as a third of the population of the ancient world was enslaved. Here's the second thing you need to know. White people were the first to formally put an end to slavery. In 1833, Britain was the first country in the history of the world to pass a slavery abolition act. They were quickly followed by France, who in 1848 abolished slavery in her many colonies. Then, of course, came the 13th Amendment in the United States Constitution. After centuries of human slavery, white men led the world in putting an end to the abhorrent practice. That includes the 300,000 Union soldiers, overwhelmingly white, who died during the Civil War. Now, am I saying that this makes white people better than anyone else? Of course not. My purpose here is to simply tell the truth, and the truth is that human history is complicated. No one, regardless of skin color, stands guiltless. Yet today we are never told to consider the murderous Persian Empire or the cannibalism of indigenous tribes of North and South America or the heinous actions under the imperialistic Muslim, Chinese, Mongol, or Japanese empires, to name just a few. Instead, we're told that slavery is a white phenomenon. Right. And like all persistent lies, This lie spawns a bunch of other lies. On social media, I come across extraordinary depictions about how Africans lived like pharaohs before Europeans came and laid waste to their paradise. I wish any of this were true, but it's not. It's a fantasy. 
The truth is that Africans were sold into slavery by other black Africans, and in many cases, sold for items as trivial as gin and mirrors. Whites didn't go into the interior and round up the natives. They waited on the coast for their black partners to bring them black bodies. The stark reality is that our lives had very little value to our ancestors. Here's the third thing you need to know. If you think slavery is a relic of the past, you're wrong. There are some 700,000 slaves in Africa today, right now. That's the lowest estimate that I could find. Other sources say there are many more. For context, that's almost twice as many slaves as were ever brought to the United States. Child soldiers, human trafficking, forced labor, these are the conditions that currently exist within the same sub-Saharan region where the transatlantic slave trade originated. African bodies are being sold today like they were sold then, and no, they are not being purchased by any country of white men. In fact, slavery, by any traditional definition, is exclusively practiced today within non-white countries. Mm -hmm. But we hear almost nothing about that. Just like we hear nothing about how slavery was universal until good people in Europe and America ended it two centuries ago. Why? Because our so-called leaders, black and white, wouldn't profit from it. Black victimhood is nothing if not profitable. Say it again. Black politicians and funds racial grievance groups. Facts. And if black Americans began to view themselves as partners in the American dream, if we embraced the patriotic spirit that holds all men are created equal, the patriotic spirit that is our real heritage, and the race hustlers would soon be out of business. Ooh. And who wants that? It's a good word. I'm Candace Owens, author of Blackout for Prager University. Thank you for watching. That was good. That... Which we talked about last episode anyway. Yeah. But it's good that there's, like, the university video on on those facts, if you will. Right. But um, it just... But she's completely right in that <clears throat> politicians and these, you know activist groups if you will wouldn't profit if those truths were told right like they don't profit from people believing that they're equal right. um and i said that last week too how you know there's still millions uh, seven hundred thousand. that's in my opinion too low there are millions. There's got to be millions of people enslaved. Still. Well, well, also say that that she said that that was an estimate. It was the lowest. And she, could she find. said that's the lowest right. number she I can know, find. I know, but that's what which I mean. Means, like, which means she has found higher estimates, but she just choose chose the lowest one to say. I don't. I just can't imagine. <clears throat> And you would never know, really, how many people were enslaved still. Because it's not like they're really keeping track of them. Alright. Um, I... Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um... Like, that was... I think that... That goes to show... You can't really... You can't really go off of... 
what you hear you have to do no, your research and you, you really have, have to, to you have to be stuff. you have to be open-minded and learn mm-hmm. for that you know you in order to know what you perceive as the mm-hmm. truth you have to be open-minded because if you stay close-minded you're going to deny yourself the truth that's crazy yeah. anyway to the one that shared that thank you mm-hmm. i appreciate that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just. Mm. I'm sorry. That's the only line that been was in my head since the first video. Um, for some reason, what popped in my head was the end of an NF song. Oh, that one too. The closed mind. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe me, then open it. Mm-hmm. That's a good old day. Okay. Kind of moving away from. I wonder which party is going to be out next. Because what was the other party? The. hmm, It was the Democratic Republicans and the what? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Federalists. (laughs) Oh, I was like, what are we looking for? Yeah, in the 1800s, the Federalist Party went against Democratic Republicans. And then that's when they kind of went Democratic and Republican. Um,. <clears throat> but I wonder if, if one of these parties are going to fall. You know which one I do think is going to fall before like okay so the Federalist Party collapsed right? Okay. I think between Republicans and Democrats I think the next one to collapse is going to be Democrats. Uh huh. What makes you think? Um, I think. I think what's. I think there's going to be. I don't know. I think there's. It's it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a lot of thoughts that go into that, but I think the Democrats are going to fall next. And then there's going to be another party that kind of stands more of a, mm, that's, I think the Democrats are going to fall next Mm -hmm. and become more of a a liberal, liberalist party type thing. Like there's going to be more liberals. Does that make sense? No. Um, There's (laughs) going to be more. No, it makes sense. But aren't, aren't most Democratic Democrats called liberals? Right. So, so that's, that's, so you had Democratic Republicans, right? Mm -hmm. And I think most of them went more of the Democratic side than the Republican side. And they kind of took that. Now you have Republicans, National Republicans and um, Democratic Liberals. I think the Liberals are kind of, 
I think there's going to be more of a like a quote unquote radical democratic party. Okay. Does that make sense? I don't know. You have to be in my head to understand it. I got that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. We're moving on from politics. I'm done talking about <laughs> politics for like the next two years. Um. Um. I have uh, some ask reddits. I have some, give me a second, confessions and am I the assholes. Cool. All right. This is a uh, ask Reddit. What is the most fucked up thing someone close to you has confessed? (laughs) The most fucked up one? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, what about you? Mm. The most fucked up thing someone has confessed to me. Oh, real quick. We're going to rewind a little bit to Mm -hmm. the politics. I'm mad we're going back there. (laughs) I watched this show. I want to say maybe five, four or five years ago. There was a show on this up-and-coming app that has since not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But there was a show that followed, I want to say maybe six young adults mm-hmm. living in living and working in D.C. It's kind of like a real-world mm-hmm. politician style. Okay. They were like kids who, well, young adults who wanted to be politicians. Mm-hmm. And there was these two people, for the life of me, I couldn't understand it. There was... I think three Republicans, three Democrats in one house. Mm-hmm. And two of, or maybe it was like eight people. But either way, two of the Republicans, one, both were, one was a minority. I believe she was biracial. The other one was a black guy, and the black guy was gay. And the Democratic Party, the Democratic young adults kept going like, how can you support the Republic, Republican Party when you're gay and blah 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 and you're black and you're a minority like mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me and for the life of me I could never understand why they would ask him that and same with the girl mm-hmm. being that she was a minority I could not understand why the democratic party n- and that's that. also why I think the democratic party is going to be the next one to fall why would you ask someone that the same reason why you are a democrat is the reason why he is a republican he sees views that his views line up with said party does all of the views no just like all of your views doesn't necessarily line up with the democrat like you know what i mean yeah and for the life of me i could not figure that out and that's why i think the democratic party is probably going to fall it's because they judge too much okay too quickly uh-huh. and they're too they're too and that's why i also think the next one is going to be like a liberalist type party mm-hmm. where they're more lib- like more radical liberalist liberalists because they're very quick to attack when one issue but not look at the bigger picture okay not necessarily y'all will never know which party i go for i could let you know that one you're very random i it's am very random very interesting. But based on those videos that we just watched, I could see why the Democrats would ask them that. Ask them what? 
Right. Racist and sexist. Right. Is the view for the Republican Party. Right. So that would make sense. That would make sense. Why the Democrats would ask that. Right. If they did know the true, like, I guess, history, if you will, of Republican Party. Right. So that would make sense why they would ask that. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, back to that. <laughs> what is the most fucked up thing? Someone close to you has, has confessed, confessed to you. To you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have one. What? Not that I know of. You don't have any tea. Someone didn't come to you and be like, hey, is this fucked up? <laughs> I'm trying to think and like, I can't think of one. Have I shared any tea with you? About someone? No, that's what I can think of. Right, I can't. I can't think of. Mm. I have one. What? Um, someone I used to hang out with when I worked in the restaurant, who also happened to be my roommate, Mm -hmm. um, had confessed that she had intentionally messed with her ex's car like right after they broke up but she did it so that he would get in an accident and meet her that's wrong depending (laughs) i I wish um, i had a story like that and then there was another person who i would go to the um club with and they admitted to drugging one of the drag stars and that drag star ended up like having to have their stomach pumped because what they had dosed them with was too strong if you will and that drag star almost died Wow. Yeah. Those reckless ass people. I wish I had juicy stories like that. I mean, I probably do and just can't think of any of them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fucked up shit. Who? See, I'm usually the one that has those confessions. <laughs> Not usually <laughs> the one that gets them. I'm usually the ones that be telling people something. They'd be like, yo, that's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of one of these on here was that they spiked their friend's drink with ecstasy, and the reason was they wanted them to be happy and have fun. Um, you don't have to spike my drink for that. Just tell me to take it. I will. Just tell me what it is. Wow. Mm. This no. one makes me sad. A former co-worker hooked up with a random guy and got pregnant with twins. Several months in, she reached out to the guy, and after they chatted more, he mentioned being mildly autistic. Her response was to start buying every pill and drug she could off the shelf wow. in the street to Done. try to anyway. miscarry. Hold on. Next Hold one. on. Miscarry the twins that were pretty far along because she refused to have autistic children. What ended up happening, though, is it didn't work, and she permanently fucked up those kids for life. They were born underdeveloped 
and have a ton of medical issues. No clue why she decided to tell us that. I can't imagine how their dad felt. That's crazy. One, if a coworker came up to me and be like, Ayo, I bought every pill off the street I could find because I can't have autistic children, I would punch her. That's ridiculous. I mean, we all got the touch of the tism. <laughs> okay, it's not funny, but I have come to terms. We all have the touch of the tism. I came to terms with that this week. Um, Monday morning with this new schedule change, if you will, and like life process. Mm-hmm. I was an emotional wreck. That my schedule had to change. That my routine. I think what people <laughs> need to realize is once again, autism is a spectrum, and mm-hmm. everyone, every because it's a spectrum, everyone is on that spectrum somewhere. Every if you have, oh, I'm about to get some people. <laughs> if you have a collection of something, I want everybody to look in their house. If you have a collection of something, whether that be quarters, stamps baseball cards disney stuff cups cars poker chips poker chips having a collection of something is a sign of autism (laughs) you ready if you have an obsession of something like sweaters disney (laughs) football mopar (laughs) cars um <laughs> Dodge. <laughs> Straight coming from my dad. <laughs> you have a touch of the tism. Sorry, Dad. You all have a touch of if I everyone the tism, does. I got it from you. And that's also the thing too. Autism is genetic. Dad gave me the tism. Everybody has a touch of the tism. <clears throat> if if you I... know someone that's obsessed with fishing. They have a touch of the tism. If you know someone that's obsessed with golf, they have a touch of the tism. I promise you, everyone has a touch of the tism. <laughs> and you not you might not be all autistic, but you you a little autistic there. I promise you. I had to come to terms with that and this then, week. And then and then also that, like you said, a change in if schedule, you ha- a if you routine. if you if a change in routine and schedule is able to fuck you up. Tism. OCD? Tism. If you need things a certain way? Tism. If you can walk into a room and know that something is off and stare at the room for about mm, two, three minutes and then finally finds out what's off and you need to fix it before moving to the next task? Me. Tism. For instance, if you keep, let's say you have a, a, a living room, uh, what's that called? A coffee table in your living room. Mm-hmm. And you have to have all the remotes lined up there. First off, that's Tism right there. <laughs> Second off, if and you need them straight pointed at the TV. And if one of them is kind of cocked to the side, you walk into your room, you stare in the room for about a minute or two, then you find that remote. And before you're able to do anything else, you have to fix that remote. Or if you do move on to the next task, but all you're thinking about is fixing that remote? <laughs> Tism. So, yeah. I... I That's... Yeah. It, it, uh, my schedule changed. My routine, my schedule changed this week. And 
It has made me... Like, today, I got up... Like I said, I was whenever he got ready for work. Instead of trying to go back to sleep, I got up. And... By 11.30, 12 o'clock, I was a mess. Totally. I was a mess because totally. I was like, I... I like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? I, I shouldn't be... What am I doing? I've already done everything I'm supposed to do. I'm literally just twiddling my thumbs waiting for me to get ready for work. Like, this is so off schedule for me. Yeah. Like, this is not if where you I'm have, supposed to be. If you have a collection of Bath and Body Works, soap, scents, lotions, body sprays... Well, if we were coming from my dad, we had to come from my mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's having scent, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> So yeah, but, but that's that's, mm. that's that's what it is, and and trust me, you look in my room, I got it. <laughs> the amount of Disney stuff I got, yeah, I got it. If you're able to know random facts about something, tism. <laughs> hmm. Next question. Sorry, um, this one was putting a light bulb up his butt. Weird conversation and still don't know why he did it. That's weird. That's Next weird. question. Um. What is something that creeps you out, but it seems normal for the rest of people? Peanut butter spoon. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> you can't even be around the sink if you even spot a peanut butter spoon see and that's the thing like i don't do dishes i i will every once in a while but nine times nine times out of ten i don't and a lot of times i'm like you know what danny seems like she's having a stressful week i'm gonna go ahead and do the dishes i go in front of the sink (laughs) and then one of them made kj a peanut butter sandwich and didn't clean off the spoon. And now that that one spoon that has peanut butter on it is in there, I physically cannot do the dishes. Because <laughs> it is absolutely disgusting. Literally, we'll gag. I, mm. that. But yeah, that just creeps me out. And it's disgusting. And I don't <laughs> know why. But other people, is fine with it. Me? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Um... Touching anything that many people have touched and not washing their hands. Okay. Like knowing I can see that, that everyone touched that and you don't know how many of them actually washed their hands before they touched yeah, it. Yeah, facts. Germs. Get it. Germophobic. <laughs> um, this one says chimps. To be honest, they are they are way too smart and aggressive. <laughs> I mean Um cell phones knowing our exact location all the time <coughs> okay you alright yeah <laughs> I'm okay um doppelgangers how do you how do you look exactly like someone without actually being biologically related genetics we all came from some time of gene. Um. Ah, this is you. Hmm. Sitting in a chair with my back towards the rest of the room. Oh my god, I can't do it. <laughs> I cannot do it. 
if I, if I go to a restaurant, I have to sit in a spot that either like my back can't be to the rest of the whatever area it is, or if it's like if it has to be because we're in like the middle of the room, my back has to be towards the least amount of people. I literally stand next to the table and wait until I sit, sit down, and I just sit on the other side because I it just I can't. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I cannot do it. But if we go to this, if we go not to the same place, but if we, yeah, if we go to the same place over and over again, I already know where I'm going to sit because right. I know your perspective right. on the room. Um, like when we go to sometimes exams you, or when sometimes we go to Waffle you can kind of you can kind of see. Um, sometimes I notice you, even if we haven't been there before. You kind of already know, and you get the gist of, like, like how is it going to be. <laughs> right? I, where's the door? All right, I'm sitting over here. Um, This one I kind of get. Hmm. Actually, these, this one for sure. Uh, Picking out a live lobster and then eating it. Oh, I can't do that. Like, pulling it from the tank and... Just like just like at Texas Roadhouse when they're like, would you like to pick your steak? No. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know. Why would I want to do that? First off, the steak that I pick is going to come to me like strength, six sizes, then I'm going to think you switched it up. That's one. And then we're going to have an issue there. Number two, why would I want to pick? Like, I no, I can't do that. Um. <laughs> Someone said... Really large man-made objects, especially uh, electrical towers. I can't stand to be near them at night, especially. They're too big and too unnatural and too dark. <laughs> oh, you ready? <clears throat> the the cell phone towers that look like trees. Have you seen those? No. There's one by my parents' house. There's a... a I guess it's a cell phone tower. I don't know. It's a tower. Mm-hmm. But they put fake leaves on it to make it look like a fake tree to blend in with the surrounding area but it doesn't blend in it sticks out like a sore thumb (laughs) sorry excuse me um okay uh, two more i can't oh yeah this one okay so then one more uh two we must work till retirement don't understand it. Keep going. Ugh. And this last one. Um, blissfully existing in a home without window covers. Oh my god, I can't stand people who could do people that. People driving down the street can see what you're eating for dinner and watching on TV. Different from having your windows open, but just not being able to close the blinds like, no, or close the curtains yeah, is weird. No. And people do that. Oh. People uh, that don't one. wash their legs. Next question. Oh sorry, what? You better wash your legs. People do that. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly. That was a whole thing on TikTok. You never saw that? No. There's a whole debate on TikTok a little bit ago where they would ask, do you wash your legs in the shower? And there was a lot of people who said they didn't. They just let the water that they wash their upper body with run down their legs. Like they'll pretty much stop at the groin mm-hmm. and then their actual thighs down. They let the water run down them. Well, guess what? You're having dirty water run down your legs. <laughs> right, that's weird. Does not make sense to me. Please Mm-mm. wash your legs. <laughs> Alright. You used to work for 
a well two different companies but one for sure you were like a manager for right uh manager for plato's yeah um what is your silliest resignation that you ever heard from one of your employees like a reason why they couldn't work there anymore did you ever have one um it it <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it wasn't the silliest, but it was the stupidest. Okay. So, back when I worked at Plato's, YouTube was a big thing. You having like watching stuff. YouTubers, all that. So, one of the guys that worked with me, he followed this YouTube this YouTuber, and I guess they had a chance to be able to um Skype Skype him. Mm-hmm. And him and his friend, him and his fr- um, him and his best friend were skyping this guy, um, this YouTuber, and the YouTuber liked his friend a little bit more. Was like mm-hmm. talking to him a little bit more and was more interested in him mm-hmm. than the guy who worked with me. Yeah, and he came. He was upset about that. He came in on payday, picked up his check. He was supposed to come back, never showed up. And when I asked him why first i called him and said you're fired anyway for no call no show yeah um and this is this dog absolutely not laid out. right <laughs> and especially because in that instance it was because you came in picked it, it wasn't like there was an emergency you forgot or whatever i could forgive you for that but the fact that you came in <laughs> he's just dancing no it's because he got comfortable but then boom i guess slid over there you go um, he, I'm like, what are you doing? Tap he got fired immediately because he showed up. <laughs> he, he's down now. He showed up, left with his paycheck, and then didn't come back. But he basically, oh. I called him because mm-hmm. we were kind of friends outside. Mm-hmm. And I called him and I was like, so what was that whole issue of you not showing up? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, because my friend, like he was like, you know this YouTuber, well, my friend and we were... Uh, Skyping him mm-hmm. and he liked him more and I was upset and I could not come to work. I was like, if you do not get off my phone. That was <laughs> this, but that was the only like really stupid one I got. Mm. Everybody else it was like, oh, going off to school or oh, mm-hmm. this is too much or schedule and gotcha. Yeah. And um, found a better job. I think I didn't really have any, like, silly ones. I did have, like, things that were, like, really stupid. Mm -hmm. But mostly it was just, oh, we're going to college. We got, you know, Mm -hmm. we're only here for the summer. Or Mm -hmm. um, I had to fire a girl for bringing her relationship drama into the restaurant. Oh, I had to fire um, a guy who worked with us. Because there was family drama that was happening, and it became really apparent at at work at mm-hmm. the and it was it was they yeah I had to fire him. I had one of my servers, whose longtime boyfriend was one of my cooks, and when I mean long time, I mean like six years mm-hmm. type long term, you know. And um, 
you know, they were, they were fine. They were fantastic, you know, working together. It was great. Well, then they got in some sort of fight uh, at home and she was caught texting or hanging out with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that somebody else showed up in the restaurant to eat. No God. And so she was their server. And I didn't know the situation at first because I was just like, magically one of my cooks is upset and my server is now yelling at him. They're like yelling at each other in my walk-in. Like, Mm -hmm. huh? Like, what's going on? So then the cook tells me what happened and who that person was. And when I asked her about it, you know, I was like, hey, did you invite? And I, at the time, was like, your your side piece is what I called him. I was like, did you invite your side piece here to make your boyfriend jealous? And she was like, yeah, because he wasn't paying attention to me and we're always at work. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, oh, uh-uh. I don't need that kind of drama. You fired in my her? Room. Yeah. Over him? Yeah. Okay. I was like, you intentionally brought the drama to my restaurant. Well, it was, it was funny because when I had to fire, they were brother and sister. When I had to fire the brother over the sister, it was like, <clears throat> it was more so the owner was like, so who, which one do we get rid of? The one who's, mm-hmm. who, who is probably going to go off to college and then what got me i was friends with the sister though i was really close with the sister but what mm-hmm. got me was she was like the one who's probably going to go off to college and doesn't have a sense of fashion talking about the sister um excuse me she has a great sense of fashion <laughs> you can excuse yourself or do we fire the brother who also doesn't have a sense of fashion and just started like not just started but was like newer than mm-hmm. a sister and I was like, how about we fire the one that we think we should fire and not really... Base it on that. Base it off of, like, a sense of fashion. Like... Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, I fired her. I did cut his hours for, like, two weeks or something because they ended up breaking up. And he needed... Like, he kept requesting time off so he could move. And, like, do other things um, related to that. Because they were together for a, a long time. And then once he... What was your favorite job you had read? Got his shit together. It was fine. Um, My favorite job? Mm-hmm. Not nursing. I don't really know. I can say that I loved my restaurant... My first restaurant dro- job... I could say I loved it up until I was handed the reins with no training Mm -hmm. and with no education on that business. Okay. Um, Like when I was a server and up until like assistant, like I was, I was fine. What was your most, so that was your favorite. What was your most meaningful job? Like you got a sense of fulfillment from? Outside of nursing? Outside of nursing. I didn't have one. Really? I only had two jobs. I had oh, restaurant one and restaurant, restaurant two. two. Okay, and then which one taught you the most? Restaurant one. But I didn't know how much I had learned until I was out of the 
at the restaurant too. No, oh. until I wasn't working. Oh, okay. Um, I did restaurant one until we moved to almost until we moved to Norfolk from Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Then I went to restaurant two. Restaurant two, I was there for a while. Decided, well, he decided that it was okay and that I didn't have to work anymore if I didn't want to. So I didn't, and I went to school. Um, I can say that had I had the opportunity to practice what I went to school for at that time, mm-hmm. that probably would have given me the most fulfillment because mm-hmm. um, that was vet assisting. And, um, but um, I didn't get a chance to do that because I ended up finding out I was pregnant. The, la- the last week of externship and they had offered me a position at that vet's office um, and I couldn't accept it because I couldn't do my job being So you pregnant. only had three jobs your whole life? Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would say that yes, that might be crazy, but also... Obviously, in almost everything I do, it's full send. I'm there right. until Before I'm the, until, until I'm dead. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, the only reason I left restaurant one to begin with is I met Ken. I met Ken, and they were. They had started like changing all of this stuff in the in restaurant one, mm-hmm. and they. We're going to cut my salary. Hmm. But I was living in an apartment. And I, at that time, was making more than he was. And so I was providing pretty much everything. Minus, like, a few things that he would take care of. And, like, like he would do, like, groceries and my phone or something at that time. Mm-hmm. But either way, like, you know, I, I couldn't afford to have my salary cut. Mm-hmm. And, but they still wanted me to work the same amount of hours. When I tell you I was in that restaurant from like 9 in the morning till midnight or later, we closed at 10 o'clock. There's, you know, I was there cleaning and doing the drawer and making sure the till was ready for mm-hmm. taking it to the bank and food ordering, like all this stuff. And I was, I was like 19, 20. Like, you know, I... I yeah. But they wanted me to keep doing all that stuff. And then they started accusing, not me, but some of the staff of, like, stealing money. And so then they installed cameras. It works for me. I wasn't doing anything wrong. But then it was, hey, you really need to do this. And then they sent me to training in North Carolina. And then when I came back, I didn't learn anything at training because it was meant for owners. It wasn't meant for managers. So it was talking about like principal and investment and all this stuff that was truly irrelevant to me because mm-hmm. I was, I was running the restaurant. I wasn't, I didn't own it. Um, I don't know. I, I put a lot of work like in at that restaurant. I had a lot of fun there too. I loved my customers. Like that was. That was your finished job? I, yeah, I would say. I'm like, I made a lot of, I won't 
call them friends, but friends, if you will, there. Friends at that time. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I really. Interesting. That job, and then the second one, I opened the, like, I started, and they were a brand new restaurant, like, mm-hmm. just opened restaurant. And I had to travel from Norfolk to Hampton for training every day at, like, 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was an OS there, which was an operations specialist. So I made sure everything was running like it should and was accounted for. And then I had to report to the manager for ordering and, like, all this stuff. So I had resp- more responsibility there yeah. than, like, just starting, if you will. But I was, like, super bullied there mm-hmm. um, by another manager. And... I had I fought like hell to just survive there, mm-hmm. and then when he asked or whenever he told me, because he had made rank, and so we made more and we had gotten married, so he made more, and we could survive without me having to work full time, mm-hmm. and yeah, mm. I left as soon as the opportunity was clear. Um. And now that location is... Uh, both of those locations are closed. The restaurant one closed probably... Like, I want to say six months after I left. Mm-hmm. They closed it and... um. And then restaurant two... They closed like three or four years later. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I've only had those two. Those two jobs and then nursing. Um, yeah, I found out literally the last week of externship that I was pregnant with KJ Mm. and they offered and then rescinded the offer because I was pregnant and they're like, well, we can't really use you right now and you can't do the lifting or, you know, restraining of animals while you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. This was like a really small, like small vet office, but you know, they would see like anywhere between like 30 and 40 animals a day and that doesn't and but that doesn't even include when they would get like emergency walk-in type situations but they had two techs um two assistants two vets two like vet doctors and then um a receptionist Mm. and that was all that they employed and they did surgeries, which was interesting. I got to watch them take bladder stones out of a Pomeranian. <laughs> but, um, That's cool. Yeah. You've had um, one, three? two, three, four, five, six, seven jobs. What? I had the water park. Yeah. Play-Doh's. Uh-huh. Petco. Pet- I knew about those three. Um, and then your and then old client. My old client. Uh-huh. Then I had teaching. Uh-huh. And then a process server. Oh, that's right. And um, delivered newspapers. That's right. Newspaper delivery boy. <laughs> um. So I had seven in my lifetime. Okay, what was your funnest... My f- 
funnest one. Mm-hmm. Petco. Okay, yeah, that that checks out. Yeah. Mostly because of the animals. Mm-hmm. You see some crazy shit too. Baby kangaroos. Um There was a was it a no. There was a lot of parrots. There was a huge ass spider one time. Did you hide? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if they have the common name of a, of a bird eating spider, I don't want to be around it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one was probably my funnest. The mm-hmm. people made it really, really fun. Mm-hmm. What was your. I guess on the opposite end of that. The worst one? Mm-hmm. Newspaper delivering. Because that and was the schedule. boring in the schedule. But it was yeah. boring. Gotcha. Really didn't. It was, no. Mm-hmm. Um, that was boring. Um, the one that I got the most fulfillment out of. Mm-hmm. Teaching. I was going to say that. And then the one I'm most grateful for. Mm-hmm. Home health care. Oh, yes. I, Your old client. Yeah. I, I, that one, I truly would not be here today yeah. without that client. And his family. And his family. Yeah. Um, so that one's the one that I'm most grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's my job. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the ask credits I have. Cool. That's some random mining assholes. Let's do two of them. Two? Mm-hmm. What? Look at it. We'll do two. <laughs> my husband asked for a paternity. I didn't read. I didn't pre-read these, by the way. Oh, that's my husband asked for a paternity test and I freaking hate him for it and I wish I hadn't had a baby with him that's oh. a confession um mm-hmm. am I the asshole for telling my brother he can't be my best man in my wedding if he doesn't trim his beard <laughs> would I be the asshole if I give the remainder of my wife's life insurance money to my late son's roommate instead of my niece when she doesn't even want to go to college Okay. Confession just found out that my husband had sex with a 16 year old foreign exchange student when he was living with the home family at 25. Uh, confession my best friend got mad at me for saying I would tell her fiance if she cheated on him. <laughs> Which one? That one. Okay. <laughs> and then paternity. Okay. She says, my best friend got mad at me for saying I would tell her fiancé if she cheated on him. She says we should have each other's back no matter what. And that her fiancé isn't even my friend to be looking out for him. I got really annoyed with her during the conversation. I've been cheated on in almost every relationship I've ever been in. And she was there witnessing what it did to me. So for her to get mad at me for saying I wouldn't keep her secret and let her lie to him... That's just fucking crazy. 
I really wish someone would have told me when I was getting cheated on. LOL. I mean, that's not. I really don't. I really don't like this mind your own business shit, especially when it's this fucked up. I wouldn't be able to watch that, nor would I be friends with someone who cheats. I don't think she would, but I don't like this hypothetical question. Just a very weird question to ask me. I can't watch someone. I, I can't watch someone dog someone like that and stay silent. At that point, our friendship would be over anyways if you're capable of betraying your romantic partner i don't even want to see what you would do to your friend what are your thoughts on that if i would you get mad at me for saying i would tell your partner if you cheated no would i get mad at you yes actually i wouldn't here's the thing I feel like I feel like my my the way that I see it is you're here to call me on my shit. Same for you. That's why you're my best friend. Right is right, wrong is wrong. First off, I would never allow you if you're in a serious relationship, I would never allow you put to you put in yourself in that position. I would never allow you to put you yourself in that position. I wouldn't right. allow you to even entertain the thought right. of that. And if there is thoughts of that, I'll be on you like white on rice telling you you need to go to therapy or something to figure it out your relationship and why you need to, wouldn't even allow that to even get right. to that point. Absolutely. No, like, mm-mm. like I got, and that's the thing. If you got each other's backs, then you wouldn't allow you to make stupid decisions like that. And I love you, right. but I also love Norm, and I'll be damned. I'd be damned. I would tell, I tell on your ass. In a I'd be second. damned. <laughs> I'd be damned. I no, not happening. Tell on your ass. In a second. Not happening. Uh-uh. Anyway, the paternity test is a long one. I want to save that one. Okay. Because that one's a, that one's a really long one. So. Um. Am I the asshole for t- that one's kind of stupid? The beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not the asshole for that. That's your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's um. Insurance money or foreign exchange student. Foreign exchange student. Okay. Um. My husband and I are around our 40s now and recently went to a family reunion on his side of the family. Mm. It was at his aunt's and uncle's house, who he lived with to finish his last semester of college when he was 25. Mm. He was giving me a tour of the house, and we got to a particular bedroom. He mentioned that his aunt and uncle also had a 16-year-old foreign exchange student living with them, and his aunt caught them having sex and was furious with him. Telling me the story, it was like seeing the room sparked a memory. And it told, and he told it like it was a quick, funny, almost throwaway story, if that makes sense. Um, the story nagged in my head for a few days. We're home now, and last night I did confirm he was 25 when he was living with his aunt and uncle for the last semester of college. All of this tracks with his educational history. Just clarifying for you all. Just clarifying for y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was not a traditional senior in college around 21. 
I would really like help sorting my feelings. In the state we're in, 16 was the age of consent, so it was not legally statutory rape. However, I'm really bothered that when my husband was in his mid-20s, he wanted to have sex with his 16-year-old. More importantly, he was supposed to be part of her host family and safe place in this country. What do y'all think? Here's the thing. I understand that legally it's not statutory rape. Cool? Question, Question mark? mark? Um, but like mentally, in my in my head, anyone under the age of 18 is a child. Is a child. Honestly, anyone under the age of 21 is a child. In my head. If you're under the age of 21, you're a child to me. So, and one thing I know about children is they don't, they don't know what they want. So even though they might say they want this, doesn't necessarily mean so. Mm. And then also, so to me, age differences does not bother me when both parties are of adult age of above a 21 year old age. So if you're 22 messing with a 33, sure. That's a 10 year, 10, 11 year difference. That's an 11 year difference. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, but you're 22. That's fine. Now, if you're 21 messing with a 32 year old. Really? How soon were you 21? Like, are you 21 about to turn 22? Or is it you just turned 21? Because if you (laughs) just turned 21. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could date, but like, mm-hmm. wait a couple months, you know, type thing. In my head, I don't know why, but like, twenty one are babies. Younger so than like, twenty one are babies. Twenty one and under yeah. are babies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, That's how I feel about that. I say. I say her feelings are valid. Absolutely. But also. Y'all are in your 40s now. That was... You know, at that time, he was still in college. And yes, okay, if that was the age of consent, and she's consented, and there was no spark of, you know, mm-hmm. no, I didn't want this type situation. Um, there's nothing you can do about that now. There's oh, nothing absolutely. you can do about that now. But it is understandable to be concerned that... He was okay with that at that time. At that time. And then also that also, he's... If he was capable of that at that time, what else is he capable of this time? I don't know. Because that was, what, 20 years ago? But do you see what I mean? But do you see like, what I mean, though? But I'm just saying, I'm, like, honestly, I'm not right. the same person I was 10 years ago. Right. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he is either, but I can see where her concern right. is coming yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Like, if 20 years ago you were capable of doing that, mm-hmm. let's say that you didn't change. Like, are you still capable of doing that? Like, is that something... Are you into younger? Are you into that younger? If you had the opportunity with the 16-year-old right now, would you take it? Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, what does that all mean? Or was right. that one of those... I mean, we're 10 years apart. Why not? Whereas, you know, you're 40, like 10 years apart, you're in your 40s. A 30-year-old, you would 
try it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is that what you were looking at? Or is it like 16-year-olds is what you were looking right. at? I can see her concern. Right. Absolutely. But as for... But you're married with them. So it's like... So if, you know, you're finding out this information, if it is bothering you that bad, why don't you... Oh, why don't if you... it was me, conversations would be had. Right. Well, you said how old? 16? What 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 does that mean now? Yeah, like you, you I'm should not gonna, definitely like, be Like in my head, I'm not going to ask you about what does that mean then, why mm-hmm. then. In my head, for me, that's years ago. I need to know what does that mean now. Right. Are you interested in 16-year-olds? Oh, you're not? Okay, cool. Next question. You yeah. answered it. We're done. But if it's like, yeah, you are. Okay, so more questions to come yeah like i definitely i definitely think she should not let it go and that she should um you know talk to right him in detail about it right um yeah anyway got a quote I got one. What did Lyndon Johnson say? (laughs) No. Oh, I do indeed. If you have to hurt other people in order to feel powerful, you are an extremely weak individual. Say that again? I wasn't listening. Wow. Sorry. If you have to hurt other people in order to feel powerful, you are an extremely weak individual. If you have to hurt other people to feel powerful. powerful. Yes. Oh, you are. Yes. I, I, yes. I can, I can see that. Um. Um, give me a second. I was trying to find that Lyndon Johnson quote. What he said? I'm not allowed to say those words. <laughs> Was that in the second video, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think so. You're ridiculous. Are we sure we want to say one? <laughs> I'm gonna look in the first one real quick. Cause that that quote is too good to to pass. Yeah, 
pass by. Lyndon Johnson, it was in the first one. Lyndon Johnson said, I'll have them niggas voting Democrats for 200 years. <laughs> Ridiculous. Huh? I think what's funny is that he said it and it happens. <laughs> I think that's why it's funny. Anyway. So, with that being said, thank you for listening to another episode of Life in the Raw with Troy and Danny. Um, if you like, please follow us our social follow our social media pages. We have an Instagram and TikTok at Life in the Raw TD. Once again, that is Life in the Raw, the letter T and the letter D. Oh my goodness. On Instagram and TikTok. You can also um, message us, email us. Um Questions, comments, concerns, stories at life in the raw td at gmail.com. That is life in the raw, the letter T and the letter D at gmail.com. Um, you can also post on our Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Search us up, Life in the Raw with Troy and Danny. You can um, do the same thing you would in an email right there. Questions, comments, concerns, interact with each other and us. On that Facebook page. Also, you can post anonymously on said Facebook page. What's also something that I need you guys to do? We're going to have a sex episode. T minus seven days. I'm so excited for that episode. Dad most likely is not. Um, Either way, send us some questions, comments, concerns with that. Funny stories. Funny stories. Oh, my God. Funny sex stories. I'll be so down. <laughs> um, but you can email those to us. If you want to be a little bit more privately, you can post them on Facebook anonymously. Mm-hmm. I wish there was another way we can do it really. You know what? There was a page growing up. Uh-huh. Where you can post and send like anonymous questions to, and no one can see them. Like you, even though it was they posted it on your page, mm-hmm. they couldn't see it. But I think you need to have an account for it, and I don't think people would want to make an account just to do that. Like it's not like a public. Oh, it's not thing. a right. Got it. Anyway, um, so yeah, you could do it there. Um, Oops, sorry. Uh, peaks and pits. Um. This week. Cool. I don't know. Pit. Peaks, I have pits. It's just been chaotic. Tism. Um, <laughs> my it's peak. It's been chaotic this week. I got paid today. My pit. <laughs> my pit. My pit. I don't really have a pit, which is a good thing. We had a lot of this week. Yeah. My pit is our provider. Anything else you want to add? No. Okay, well, 
Thank you for listening. With that being said, love ya. See ya. Bye. <laughs> love you. See you. Bye.